every state and still draw them at every forum. Don't lose no points, I just score them. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the forum. I go by the name of Charles Diamond, aka the Black Charlie Brown, here with AK Oh, jeez, I was about to start off with AKA. Oh, that's a bad start. Uh oh. Uh Ali, aka Ali. I'm gonna keep it simple. Raj, aka unwritten, Rob Palinka. You can start off with an AKA, like you just, people know you, so you already yeah. also known as, you know what I'm saying? True, true. But I mean, like, I gotta, I gotta be sharp. I gotta be like, if I, I should have just gone with it, you know? That's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't, you gotta have conviction in this the, life. The second I stutter on it, I can't, I can't continue. Yeah. No. Confidence. It's all confidence. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> uh, confidence <laughs> is that like practice <laughs> practice uh, one person who is very confident is magic johnson he is. who was on first take this lovely well not this today's tuesday yesterday monday morning he had some things to say about the lakers we're gonna go in depth about uh what he had to say about the lakers but um first and foremost i, I just wanted to ask uh, a question Raj, I'm asking it to you, and then you could, and then Ali, you go, and we can sort of jump off from there. Magic said a lot of things. Raj. Yes. One simple question Do you believe in magic? I believe magic believes magic. (laughs) (laughs) Ali? Uh, I know this is very, it's a lame answer, but yes and no. Oh yes, we Soriano in it up in here. <laughs> it's 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 honestly a yes and no because there's a few things he says where you're like, yeah, I totally believe it, but then there's other things he points out where you're like, all right, sure, okay, yeah, you didn't say these things before. Also, I have I'm I know we're gonna get more into it, but I'm just gonna say I'm f- like very confused as to why he decided that day was the day he's gonna do it. Why? How come you just didn't do this the day you quit or the next day after you quit? What made you think, like, you know what, a month into it, yeah, I, I now's the time. If you let magic tell it, I believe, there. I forget who said it, I think it was maybe Brad Turner, I don't remember, but apparently uh, they had had that set up for a couple weeks, I believe, two yeah, weeks? like three weeks, they knew. So apparently it was mere happenstance, a coincidence, if you will, that he decides to flame the entire organization the day <laughs> that the head coach is announced. Then that's on the Lakers for even setting Frank Vogel's press conference that day. If they did know that beforehand. Magic said a lot of things on first take. But his main point was that he quit because he wasn't having fun. Which he said before uh, when he stepped down. But the main reason he wasn't having fun was that there was some backstabbing going on. And the backstabbing he was referring to was Rob Palenka saying that he wasn't working behind his back or making comments about his work ethic behind his back Mm -hmm. well maybe if magic was at work he would have heard those things from him (laughs) sorry yeah he wasn't lying right like there's those are true things i think both things can be true he can be rob could have been backstabbing him i guess and magic could have not been at work so i I just think it like i understand why magic might be a little upset because that's not the correct way, Plink, if this is true, that's not the correct way Plinka should go about it. He shouldn't be, mm-hmm. you know, going behind his back and telling people or sending these emails. It should be straight up to Magic, like, hey, 
you are always gone and like it's hard to work like that stuff like that it's so if this is true i could understand magic's point this is where i say yes like i believe him where that is kind of messed up and it's hard to work like that and you don't want to be in a work environment where people are talking behind your back Mm -hmm. you also don't want to be in a work environment where you give people the opportunity to talk behind your back right i i've as with any story, there's three part, there's three sides to, to any story, right? There's there's Rob's side, there's Magic's side, and there's the truth, right? So, and this didn't this relationship didn't devolve over the course of like a week, right? These guys were put in place together, so I'm assuming that the 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 closest to the truth is, you know, Rob being because the, here's the thing: Magic said he back, Rob was backstabbing him. I don't know if that qualifies to me as backstabbing or if that qualifies as like. I'm trying, like, I need to tell Jeannie that I'm doing two jobs by myself because, one, you're not doing your job. Um, but he also said that he was grooming Rob to be the mm-hmm. president of basketball operations, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He effectively said, I'm out in three years right. after the first year, which effectively means he was going to be there for LeBron. He was going to steward, be the steward, the LeBron steward. And, and then let Rob handle the job afterwards. So if Rob knew that, there's two possibilities, right? Either one, Rob was going to patiently wait until he realized, hey, I'm already doing this job any, anyway. I might as well make it be known. Or two, he was out for blood from the jump. I I think there's, uh, as you said, there's two things that can be true. But even though that he said he was trying to groom him, Rob's like, look, this place is going to burn down. Like all the... All the um, Things need to go through magic for him to be there, right? Like, they need to ask him before they confirm anything. So I think he's thinking, like, I'm doing this job anyway. So Genie has to know, and this is a problem. Yeah, it's just that not having magic there. And the funny thing is, is how magic said he told Genie, like, I'm not going to be here, like, a lot. Not a lot, but you know, and there was a quote. I don't know the exact quote, but it's him basically saying that he's going to miss a few days, you know? Like, he's not going to be there all the time. Because he's got right. other stuff. And then there was another video that came out from the beginning of Magic's uh, when he got hired as saying how he's putting everything aside uh, <laughs> and focusing only on Lakers. But I think I think the fact that he, like Genie, was okay with that is even tough because I don't think most presidents of basketball's operations aren't there a lot of the times. Like that's, that's tough, you know? Not having them around when, especially when you're supposed to tell, Plinka's supposed to tell Magic like, hey, I want, we should do this. And then Magic is supposed to send that to Genie. Like, that's hard. Rob has to go straight to Genie with that. It's difficult for me to envision. It it, it was said over the course of the two years, multiple times, that like Magic was the final decision maker on basketball decisions. It's tough for me to envision him being the final decision maker if he's not there. Which gets to one of the things he said. He said that, you know, he wanted to fire Luke. And he couldn't do it right away, and he was having to answer to to Rambus and to Tim yeah. Harris and to and for me, what that says is there was a vacuum because if he had if you were there, if he had you know final decision making, then, then sh- these other voices wouldn't have been in the room. So uh, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but 
what 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 everyone's problem everyone being the media and the people who are you know writing these hit pieces i don't even want to call them hit pieces because they seem to be fairly accurate is that there are too many voices in the room with with decisions no one knows who's making decisions but the point was that magic was supposed to be the final basketball decision maker Mm -hmm. but magic wasn't there so rob had to make a lot of the decisions but genie didn't hire rob to make those decisions Jeannie hired Magic. So she said, well, no, Rob, you can't make the final decision. But the guy who's supposed to make those final decisions isn't here. So I have to put together a brain trust. I have to get the opinions of people who I respect and trust so that we can make a decision together. That's exactly why I also have my answer as a yes and no. Because from Magic's point, I understand, like I was told, I can, I have the final say. I can control these things. But then he goes in and sees all these people in the room and like even people who aren't even on the basketball side of it in the room. And so then he's like, wait, how come they get a say? I can't just like choose. So I understand that argument. But then I also see the Mm -hmm. other side where it's like, you're never here. Like, it's hard to just say, okay, you can do this when you're not around. I mean, it's it's just not, it's not functional, right? There's none of this, none of this at all is functional. (laughs) The only functional thing there right now, I think is the, uh, I don't even know. I can't even, I was trying to think of one thing. I wanted to say LeBron, but like they were hurt during the year, so I wouldn't say they're functional. I mean, he's healthy now, so I'll I'll go with LeBron. I, <laughs> can I just also say that I love the fact that that uh, <laughs> Magic said all this, and 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 you know, Max and Stephen A were very specific. They say Magic when you say betrayal, when you say backstabbing. <laughs> Who do you mean? <laughs> just Rob. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just yep. nobody else. Nope, nope. Just Rob. Mm-hmm. Um, which I like. You know, I at, at the end of the day, like I'm sorry, I don't care. Like I, I love Magic, one of my heroes. Obviously, I love the Lakers. I don't, I don't. None of that. None of the 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 internal beef doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is the fact that one of our uh, one of our the our the idols of our franchise just went on national television. And said that the highest ranking basketball executive that our team has is a betraying backstabber. (laughs) (laughs) And like, you know, Magic and Rob can fight. Magic and Genie can fight. Genie can feel betrayed. I don't care about that. What I care about is someone's going to have to sit down across from Rob Palenka. Kawhi is going to have to sit down. (laughs) KD might have to sit down. Jimmy Butler's going to. And they're going to look this man in the face. And the only thing they're going to have on their mind is just Rob. Nope, nope, just Rob. Yeah. (laughs) And the thing is, like, I I guarantee you they're close with magic. So, like, they're going to take, they're going to believe magic on all this. So when they see Rob, it's like, oh, this is interesting. But also, so confusing to me because I magic knows by coming out to first take and saying all this, it's going to hurt the Lakers. And if Jeannie is like a sister, you don't do that, you know? He also yeah. said, he also, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, he was saying how he doesn't hold grudges, correct? Yeah, that looked like one. <laughs> yeah, that him saying, I don't hold any grudges, but, you know, Rob Palenka, he backstabbed me, and I'm out here right now on first take telling you all this because I'm holding a grudge. Yeah, my thing is you do this when you quit or you wait, like, two months after free agency. Like, why do this now, right before the draft, right before free agency? This is, like, the worst time, unless you have exactly. other motives. But if it's just to get back at Rob Palenka, that, that seems so, you know, petty for... For him, I don't know. My favorite thing was him calling uh, Swaggy P Shaggy P. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I heard that and I was just like, what? Oh, oh, Swaggy P, yes. I don't even think Magic was being, like, I don't I don't think he was executing a grudge that he was holding. 
I think he was just being super reckless, just like he was when he resigned. You know, like, I don't think, I, I think, I think Raj, you hit it on the head. I think he, I think he has ulterior motives, but not like to get back at Rob. Right. I think, I think he wants to maybe show Jeannie that like, he's serious that Rob is a problem. You know what I mean? Like, because maybe because magic wasn't there as much, she trusts what Rob says when she's like, you know, Ma- magic didn't do his job, blah, blah, blah. She, she, because there was distance, she didn't necessarily have that, that faith in magic. And maybe he coming out now and saying all this stuff is his way of saying like, this isn't because like, you know, I resigned or anything like that. This is because that dude cannot be trusted in your organization because that's he keeps he always says i'm a laker for life i love the lakers he uses the we you know what i'm saying i think yeah. he feels a loyalty to the lakers and this is his way misguided way rather misguided way of, of sort of like trying to set the record straight it could have also been his tour of trying to buy the lakers yeah i, I heard that come up too <laughs> <laughs> it just could have been the start of it <laughs> My my thing is though, why not tell? Like you're telling me, if Magic doesn't go and have a sit down with Jeannie and tells her, look, you can't have this guy under no conditions. She doesn't take that into account, and somewhat. And I, we're gonna get into the Ramona story, obviously, but he says that the Lakers didn't even know. Like this was not brought up to them at all. Magic didn't bring these concerns up to Jeannie during their dinner meeting, during when when he quit. Well, yeah. he didn't tell her when he quit, but after he quit. None none of this was brought up until on national television on first take. Yeah, and Palinka and Magic talked on the phone for like an hour yeah. and on the phone talking about draft picks and all that, just like casually. Yeah. And then comes out money's like this guy, this guy's a snake. <laughs> <laughs> um so real quick, we're gonna go back to we're gonna get to the, the Ramona article and to free agency and stuff, but I wanna get to a couple of magic specific uh comments on the show um <laughs> specifically with regards to roster construction oh, yeah. um oh, yes. Yes, so first and foremost brooke lopez mm-hmm. i i don't know if i feel vindicated but i just feel happy that i heard the words i made a mistake yes like the the reason why i was so happy is just because no laker has come out and said i made a mistake no one not one everyone has been saying like just not just been silent about everything so to finally hear someone, even though he doesn't work with the Lakers anymore, to finally hear someone say, yeah, this was a mistake. I was like, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> even though like there's still so many problems, that one little thing was just nice to hear. It, it was also a shame because it, it was like he gave us an inch so that we wouldn't try to take a mile because then he starts talking about Julius. And he's yeah. like, well, that wasn't going to work. Julius needed two years. <laughs> We were only offering one. He can't play with LeBron. Yeah, he can't play next LeBron. Got to spread the floor, everything like we, that. And I'm like, we're just not going to address anything that really happened here. <laughs> like, you started off so well, Irvin. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it, it's. I mean, that goes to show, right? I mean, unless, unless maybe, maybe you know, Magic was gone, and he's told Rob if he doesn't take a one year deal, renounce him. Like, I don't, I don't know what happened, obviously, right. but it just shows a lack, like that, that honesty. Of Brick Lopez either shows a lack of honesty with this this Julius Randle situation or a legitimate ignorance of what the negotiations were like and what the situation was between Aaron Mintz and, and the Lakers. Now, now that would make sense if then they sign like you know a shooter, they sign McGee right after you know what I mean. So it like that really didn't make any sense. He said Randle didn't fit because he doesn't 
uh, shoot or something, and then they have McGee as their starting center. So it really didn't make sense. Not just that. I think I, I, it would have been nice with the D'Lo situation too. If he said something like, we had to trade D'Lo for cap purposes, it's which is still oh, yes. incorrect. I would have been kind of okay with him just saying that, at least saying that. But him saying we had to do that because of the Shaggy P situation, we just had to get him out. And then saying that trade ended up getting us Kyle Kuzma, that just all in all just made me so angry. I was like, you were going to get Kyle Kuzma regardless. There was no way he was going to go one pick. Someone was going to get him in the way. He used the like he used the argument that a lot of people use that I'm just like, oh, because I used to use that argument. And then I realized that argument isn't valid. I hated how like Stephen A. and Max were like nodding their head at that. He's like, he had the yeah. Nick, Nick, he had the sh- Shaggy P incident, so I had to get him out of there. And Stephen A. is like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, who can blame? Do you see that guy smoked yeah. weed? He smoked weed. I understand. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that was that was brutal. That was really brutal. That that made me cringe. That did yeah. make me yeah. cringe. Yeah. Um. What else? He, what else? What else? What else? He also liked uh, working with the analytics team. Did he say that? I don't remember that. I'm, I think he did say that. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think he. I like. I'm like ninety percent sure. But I've been wrong like three times in all our podcasts. So I, I. I. There's a chance. I didn't know that was in his vocabulary. That's why I just wasn't wasn't sure. I've heard him say analytics. Just not even the word. Not even the word <laughs> analytics. Um. One of my favorite parts of the entire uh, the entire interview, the entire segment, was Max bringing up the Zubots trade, no, and yes. Magic just proceeding to inexplicably just on Zubots just as a basketball him. player. Like, what are you doing to playoffs? What are you yeah. doing to playoffs, Max? Reading him stats, and then, <laughs> and then and then Stephen A goes five and five, and Magic goes, "Say it again." <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's about to like motivate you know how like people said magic really motivated Dilo with what he said and like how he got rid of him I mm-hmm. think that's about to motivate the hell out of Zubok because the next day did you see Zubok's Instagram story oh yeah it was no. him shooting threes yeah him shooting threes it was like him draining six threes in a row so he's about to like spread the floor and become a, a stretch three I mean a stretch wow. a stretch yeah, Shit, I mean, if he became a stretch three, that'd be yeah. He would really <laughs> take Magic's Forest to heart. That'd be crazy. He's like, he'll be in the finals next year guarding Durant. Shoo. <laughs> I Shoo. I wish. I wish. Um, they said what was Muscala's stats next? You know what I mean? oh, <laughs> yeah. How many games? What were his, what were his play? playoff stats? <laughs> Stephen A. wouldn't do that to his man's. No chance. True. No chance. It was. Uh, I think. I don't. I don't even want to say I understand. Like I think he needed some catharsis, right? Like I think I think he was trying to like make sure that people understood because he was taking a lot of flack, right? Like mm-hmm. there were a lot of there was a lot of Laker fan anger at Magic, and I think he wanted to like you know clear his name a little bit, but he just sort of put himself right back in the crosshairs. That's it's funny because I'm I wonder if the Lakers didn't have their press conference on Monday for the coach uh, for uh, Vogel. Um, do you think they uh, would have spoken out about it? Because I think Plinka speaking out about it was like very big for the organization themselves because they were like answering questions about that whole thing. But could you imagine if they didn't have that press conference and it was just Magic saying that and then them not commenting on it at all? That would have been so bad for them. And I'm so curious if they would have done it. I don't think they would have. I don't think they would have commented on it. Yeah. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. Not until uh, not until they announced the summer league roster. <laughs> I was gonna say, did you guys hear the Dell Dems part? 
where he said um he basically blamed the whole um AD trade uh getting out on Dell Demps. So I don't know if I believed that it was Dell Demps, but I oh, no. kind of I kind of do believe that it was the Pelicans more than it was Magic. Does that make sense? Explain. Like I don't one I don't know what Magic had to gain from leaking those talks. <laughs> um but I do think he got played in the negotiations, right? So I I feel like possibly because he said you know him and Dell said let's do it in private. I feel like Magic said we'll give you this. Dell took it back up to his people, and his people were like, "Tell him give us more." And then Magic just started offering more and more. And we can this will sort of lead into the the Ramona piece. Um, and eventually, like the Pelicans, Dell Dimps, and you know he was obviously you know, like he was already on the chopping block. So I'm assuming he was talking to ownership and senior management above him that, that, you know, this is what we're getting offered. And I can, I can totally see the Pelicans ownership sort of wanting to stick it to Rich Paul and stick it to the Lakers and stick mm-hmm. it to big markets and, as a whole and leak those talks. I don't necessarily think it was Dell, but I could totally see that from a new Orleans perspective. And I don't necessarily know what magic would have to gain from that. I, I actually disagree. I, I actually feel like magic was the one who released it because I feel like he was like, I want to show all the Laker fans wh- how hard I'm trying to get you AD. And I'm trying to show everyone how hard I'm trying to get AD. Here's all the trades I'm offering. Can you believe that they're not accepting this? And I, that's how I took it. Just because I feel like Magic's the type of person who wants everyone to know or see like what he's doing. And that he's not like being lazy or not trying. So he leaked. I feel like he leaked those out. I would agree with you if he didn't show up, if he didn't like, if he ever showed up to the office. Like, he obviously doesn't care that much, right? <laughs> if he's showing up to the office once every couple of weeks. Well, to be fair, no one knew, like, we didn't, I mean, I, at least I didn't true. know that too well until, like, later reports came out. Very true. Right. I think I think he saw Dell Dance releasing. He's like, oh, we playing this game? Okay, let me call mine. Reporters, <laughs> let me show you what we released. That's fair. That's fair. I get, that, that, that I could definitely see. That I could definitely yeah. see. So I guess moving on to the Ramona article before we dive deep into it, uh, Raj, I, I know you have some thoughts on that, but I just want to, I just want to take a little quick victory lap because the second paragraph of Ramona's article references that Jerry Buss, uh, sorry, the third paragraph references that Jerry Buss, Jerry West, Pat Riley press conference where Jerry Buss tried to appoint mm-hmm. Jerry West as the coach. Uh, and also Pat Riley is like associate coach. And I mentioned that on the pod like two episodes ago. And Ramona went and put it in an article. I should write for ESPN. Anyway, continue. <laughs> I see. Uh, I yes. see that. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I agree. Cosign. I'm a Lakers historian. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Do you know Do you know who uh, Derek Fisher is? Isn't that the Sparks coach? <laughs> well done. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, the general sense of Ramona's article is that Magic kind of blindsided everyone with this this interview. Mm-hmm. And one of the phrases in the article was that, uh, well, preceded by this is what Magic Johnson always has been and done. Mm-hmm. When you're a superstar of his magnitude, you're used to acting with impunity. And then she just proceeds to rip Magic yeah, Johnson oh, yes. for yeah. like five straight minutes. Mm-hmm. It's it's funny because I was listening to her on the radio. Uh, this was the day that exact Monday. Uh, later on, uh, she on seven ten. I think she was on Sedano. I don't remember who she was on with because I know she was on Sedano the next day too. But um, she was like saying how she and she kept trying to word it in a way where she's like shocked that she's defending Polinka. She's like, 
And I know this is going to sound weird, but I'm I'm kind of defending Polinka. And she was, like, very against what Magic did. And I don't think that was, like, her side, like, with Lakers talking to her. I think she genuinely felt that way. Yeah, that was going to be my question to you, Raj. I, I was going to ask, do you think that she's, like, speaking from a... A, a genie perspective or do you think that she because she kind of went at genie a little bit too yeah. I, I think she's just speaking from her own perspective in there she has like a weird rap on like nba twitter as a genie employee which i just i don't think that's true at all um i think she's very well sourced and genie may be one of her sources but that i mean she went at genie which is very surprising but that was mostly like an attack on magic still this whole article kind of read as a attack on magic but i felt it was more from her kind of perspective of like finally telling genie like this is on you now like you have to make the decisions you know Mm -hmm. i think i think she does she's 50 50 like half the time she'll release stuff that are from genie and so Mm -hmm. it'll be from their side but then like the other half it's like you can i feel like you can tell when it's coming from her her like her thoughts because that one last time was definitely her thoughts (laughs) you could totally tell by reading that she kind of, I mean, yeah, and I remember what you're talking about, Ali, talking about when she was saying how she didn't want to, you know, end up in a position where she was defending Palenka, mm-hmm. which I thought was hilarious also. Like, even when you, even when people are saying positive things yeah. about Rob, they, like, distance themselves from that opinion. It's just, like, amazing to me. Like, this man is catching strays while being defended, which is incredible. Um, like I, I really feel for Rob at this point. Like he's a, especially after that damn press conference. Yeah, but. that. Oh, that he looked stressed. But I listen. I I'll say this. Even though I didn't agree with like stuff he said, I know we're gonna dive. Here, we're gonna dive into the press conference later. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, honestly, I'm ready. Raj, do you want to say anything else about the the Ramona piece before we go to the press conference? I I thought the ending was. Uh kind of poetic she's like what genie bus needs to figure out now is how she allowed magic D- johnson kind of do all the damage i think that was on her most recent one but yeah i think it was nice that she's kind of finally going at genie you know telling her it's on you and you need to take action i, I just i don't i don't know and maybe maybe this is just because you know we support the lakers and the Lakers are a high profile team and like the leaders of the Lakers are high profile. But I, I feel like we're like, I feel like the Lakers like basketball operations department is is run like a Sith empire. Like, why is it the rule of two? Why is it just like Magic and Rob? All right, they're f-ing up. All right, Rob and Genie, they're f-ing up. Like, oh, like, like, I feel like the Houston Rockets, like Daryl Morey goes out of his way to make sure that he always says like we have a great team like this is a team like we've been we we have planning and we do research for years to make sure mm-hmm. that like we're all on the same page and like we get the opposite of that with the with the Lakers like like it's like why is it Palpatine invader like why isn't it a team of individuals right now mm-hmm. and here we are again with Rob somehow being the only person with a red lightsaber in the entire organization <laughs> I love how uh, in the press conference, like Vogel said, like great things, but everyone was like, this guy's the savior, everything, because he was saying just the right things. And we haven't heard that in a while. Just yeah. someone saying good things. So we're just like, wow, this guy's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I like what this guy says. I haven't heard something that a Laker person has said in a long time that I liked. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> That's so real. Uh. There, was, there was there was no bull for like two minutes. It was an amazing. Was yeah, amazing. yeah. I was I I found myself shaking my head. I was just like, yeah, you're right. 
You're so right. I, I agree with someone. It was just nice to hear basketball talk yeah. for the first time in forever. Like he talked about his his philosophies on on both sides of the ball, um, which I guess we can sort of talk about uh, since we're at the press conference now. We can we can take a break before we talk about uh, Palinka being lined up for the <laughs> like like sheep to the slaughter. Um, <laughs> poor Rob. <laughs> I don't know how he turned into the sympathetic figure after all this. <laughs> I I actually started it like because I, I was the one who's like I hope he like gets a bunch of questions all that, but then. It's funny because everyone started feeling really bad for Frank Vogel. So it was like, come on, just ask him one or two questions and go back. Let the guy breathe for a second. The thing I, the thing I loved was that <laughs> I'm like, let's talk about the basketball. And here I go. The thing I loved was that somebody asked Rob, you know, like, what, how, do, how do we fix this? Like, how do you, how do you block out the noise? Um, that all this negativity that people and and Rob was about to answer and you could tell that Frank just wanted to jump in because he like he like visibly exhaled and just mouthed win yeah. like he it's like he was just like hey like I'm kind of a good basketball coach like I want to talk about how we're gonna win the basketball games yeah. and like. I don't know. It was like he was chomping at the bit to talk about basketball, mm-hmm. and I was so excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna say I love how um, David Wenneman of ESPN. He was like, "Frank Vogel, um, congratulations on the job." And Vogel's all like happy, <laughs> right? Like he's about to get a, yeah, he's, about to get think, a he's about to get a question. He's like, "Congratulations, he said, thank but you. Rob." He's like, "Thank you, thank you." Oh yeah, he's like, "Thank you." And then he's about to ask him. He's like, "But Rob, I have a question for you. This was like your third choice, like." What? Yeah. <laughs> What the hell happened? I, and I, I, I love, I love how he started off too with, oh no, he interjected. He was like, "This is your third choice. What happened? What went wrong?" Yeah. Uh, all respect to Frank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no disrespect, <laughs> but. Oh my god! And Frank just like kept this blank stare on his face. I really, I was like, "This dude's a trooper." At that moment, I really wish there was a camera in the back where Josh Hart and LeBron were, just to see their reactions to that. <laughs> Because if I, if there was a camera on my face, I would have like I would have like my tongue in cheek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. Um, one thing I do, I mean, I was gonna say I like that Rob did, but I don't think he had much of a choice. But it was just the fact that he was like, I just want to make sure, you know, he he got asked like his eighth question about the situation, <laughs> and he's like, I just want to make sure, you know, this day is about yeah. Frank yeah. and. <laughs> And I'm like, maybe if another day had had been about everything that's going on, we could make it about Frank. But you made this bed, sir. Now sleep. Oh, I don't know if you if you guys remembered this. Um, I said during the uh, during the uh, exit interviews, uh, I said Palinka would have zero Bible references. I don't know if you guys remembered that. You did say yes. that. Um, and then I I think I don't remember a hundred percent if I said this next part, but I think I said his next one he won't have any because there'll be too much like drama and everything and i think i said that a long time ago uh but he brought up zero bible verses so i'm just gonna claim that i called that so i'll take yours. that thank you yeah thank you, you got it yeah, bro no, thanks you got no, it I just, bro i just needed to let it be known yeah no thanks no let it be known no, it's known it's on wax uh <laughs> if we if we sign Kawhi, he can do like a whole testimony like he can just stand up there and go as long <laughs> as he wants he can read the Bible. Yes, like <laughs> he's not gonna, he's not gonna have a jersey for Kawhi. He's gonna have a robe, just the just the robe for him. And like, not even the beautiful parts. Not like Psalms and Proverbs. Like, read Revelation. Like the end times. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Uh, and I, I, I think a lot of people would uh, disagree with me on this. 
I, I don't agree with a lot of what Rob's answers were, but I will say this. Rob handled those questions pretty damn well. Like he was like, even though I didn't agree with his answers on most of them, they were like, he handled himself really well. At any moment, I thought he might like just burst or just like, he'll like let out a sigh or something. But he like, <laughs> but he like kept it calm and he, he just, he handled it well. So I, I, I'll give him that. I'll give him that. Ali, I totally agree with you. I think he handled it pretty perfectly. I was kind of putting myself in genie shoes. Like, you have a guy who's never there. And then this guy, if I could see how he could, like, um, convince her, you know, that he's the right guy. Like, oh, don't listen to them. Oh, absolutely. Um, we have all this optimism in the organization. Mm-hmm. We had injuries. That was the reason. Like, you could tell how he can convince a room. You know? Yeah, for sure. Even though it's like it could be bad for organization wise because he might, you know, tell people. Yeah convince people that someone's not there every day um but it could be good for free agents if he could sell like that but i again i'm not oh see i'm doing the ramona i'm trying to say i'm not really trying to defend rob here because i'm not at all (laughs) you have to put a disclaimer before you say anything positive about Rob. yeah yeah (laughs) so another tidbit about that press conference was that on the sedano show dave came on and said that Dave McMiniman, of course, mm-hmm. came on and said that Jeannie was in the building during the press conference um, and just didn't come down mm-hmm. to the court area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I think same with Kurt Rambis. I, I, I'll put it this way. one of the, the reason it rubbed me the wrong way, and then I want to hear you guys' thoughts, is that somebody asked Rob, you know, what is the structure uh, like it, it, there's confusion about the structure and Rob goes, it's very clear. I make basketball decisions and you know, I make recommendations to Jeannie and that's the structure and Kurt and Linda and Tim have input. And I'm like, Whoa, whoa, whoa that's not clear at all. Mm-hmm. Like that is not a clear hierarchy. <laughs> um, so like it would help to have the person at the head of that hierarchy, give a little bit of clarity. And like she was there and yeah. she's usually so good with the media. And I understand maybe she was emotional for magic, you know, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a lot, um, you know, a lot a lot of a lot of noise. So maybe she didn't want to deal with it. Maybe she didn't want to take questions about magic because she knew she would be emotional about it because that's her brother, you know. And he just trashed her organization. Um, but it was just you know, for for Rob to show up there and take those shots, and for Frank to show up there as the third option in an awkward moment, it would have been nice to see the owner sort of like at least deflect a little bit from Rob. Um, but at the same time, then it allowed Rob to sort of like. Be the sympathetic figure, so yeah. I don't know. I don't. I just don't think she's ready for. Like, I don't think she would have handled those questions well. I don't like. I I could see Kurt Rambis not handling those questions well either. I feel like Rob was. They they all talked it out and were like, Rob, you got to do this. And I bet you, Rob, <laughs> Rob probably was the guy who's like, guys, don't worry, I got this. I I can yeah. go do this. I will take care of it for us. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, that was confusing for me too. Um, because they the reporters asked like a bunch of times trying to get the correct hierarchy and rob said i make suggestions to genie so a non-basketball person and then they asked like how does linda rambis fit and he just basically said some nice things about linda rambis never saying anything <laughs> and then they asked how does kurt rambis fit and then he said more nice things about kurt rambis but again said nothing about how he fits into the hierarchy so and then he stopped questions i think at 30 minutes yeah which is funny. You know how they said, uh, how he said president of basketball operations was made for magic. Yeah. The, I, I thought about that. Mitch Kupchak was GM and then Jim Buss was 
owner. I didn't read like that. Never connected with me that there was no president ever. So I I think it was a technicality because I was reading about this earlier, and apparently mm-hmm. Jim Buss's title was executive vice president of yeah. basketball operations. Okay, which like tomato tomato <laughs> man, like like come on now, yeah, yeah. But you know if they want to get off on a technicality, by all means, yeah. There was no precedent. Fine. And if it was made for magic, it doesn't mean it, it doesn't. It has to go away. You know, you could just hire someone else. That's okay. It doesn't doesn't mean magic isn't the only president of basketball operations on an NBA team <laughs> that, that has ever existed. He's yeah. the only one who can hold the yeah. role. <laughs> we actually made this position. It was never a position in the NBA. We made it specifically for magic. Did you hear how Palinka tried to like sell it? He's like, we made that for magic, and then you can't just replace magic so. oh yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah and he smiled i trust him in a room with Kawhi, man i really do yeah. he's he's a persuasive guy <laughs> look he's got to be persuasive because he got jim bus to give kobe bryant 50 million dollars for two years after tearing his achilles so uh, michigan law school ain't playing they're training him well out there <laughs> Yeah, I mean, any, anything else on those uh, on the on the sort of the news of the the news of the early week? Yeah, I, well, not that, but I just I have a question, and I am I'm about to write this down just to make sure we have it. Um, when when are your guys's guesses on when a figure on the Lakers, whether it be Palinka or Arambis or Genie, anyone speaks in the public again? Do you think it's not going to be like I'm going to go first since I just started this? Uh, I'm going to say it's not going to be until. Uh, a fr- uh, should I say when a, fr- a free agent is signed? Uh, I think Rob will speak when they draft, if they draft the number four, because they have to introduce him right before a summer oh. league. So yes. yeah, you're right. I believe I'm gonna restart when... what I said, and I'm gonna say that he's gonna say <laughs> it when a uh, draft pick. Yeah, I'll I'll write that. For me. <laughs> that was actually my answer because yeah, I, no, we I all think... we all answered them. <laughs> Didn't um, think that one. Th- it's all good. I, I would be interested, but I just you know, there's, I would I I would just love for somebody to say something. Yeah, that's it. I don't know what. I don't know who. I don't really care. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I, gonna write it down. We don't need to write that down. We don't need. It. We're fine. I, We're good. I heard on the radio like Jeannie should go do an interview. She has her own TV network. Like they'll throw her whatever questions she wants. She can kind of fill out the narrative anyway. Go on Spectrum. Do like a 20 minute interview and explain what the hell happened. That would be nice. That would be yeah. I nice. think it's just weird because this is the woman who like ousted her brother and took away his power and showed such power and decisiveness in doing so to then sort of be left looking very very powerless yeah. throughout this situation. It's it's sad because she's you know she's the yeah. owner like she's the boss. And during that time, she went on any station that would hear her go, oh, well, he set his own time clock. He's the one that yeah. said, two years, it's not my fault. You know? Like, it's, yeah, she's not, it's not like she's afraid to sling yeah. in the mud, play in the mud, you know? Like, all right, well, what an eventful week. Yes. Uh, once again, with no basketball, but <laughs> it's just the way it's going to be. Always. And it's funny because I, like, I wish I would have, re- like, I knew there was going to be some drama Monday, but for some weird reason, I didn't think it was going to be that much. I didn't think it was going to hit that hard. And so, and it started early, bright and early on Monday too. So I wish I would have enjoyed the weekend a little bit more. You and I are the same gullible individual because I did not think it was going to be like that at all. Yeah, I did not. I was like, oh, Magic's just going to give us a little PR talk and, you know, 
tell us that he's rebuying into the Dodgers again. I don't know. I don't know. That was brutal. I'm just happy he didn't do the full tour. You know how like a lot of people will start first take and then go to like the other shows? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm just happy he didn't do the full tour. I feel like for Magic's sake, that was good because he might have said something different on each show and like something about like <laughs> on the next show, he would have said something like Rob Plinka is actually a really good guy. You know, like he, he, we actually worked well together. <laughs> there was some basketball talk. I feel like I would love to just talk a little bit of stuff that actually on the court. Frank mm-hmm. Vogel said he he's like worried about he wants to like fix um, over switching. I don't know if you yep. saw that. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was interesting. And then. He talked about he's analytically driven for offense, which is that a breath of fresh air. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that like as soon as he said that, I was like, okay, all right, all right, I like this. <laughs> this guy gets it. Yeah, he said like at the rim, number one, and then free throws two, um, three pointers from the. He actually even specified which three pointers. He's like corner three yeah, pointers third, yeah. arc three pointers fourth, and then the mid range jumper fifth. I was like, yes, like mm-hmm. a guy who lives in 2019. Nice. And it's funny because I don't think that's not like it, the way he played with Indiana was so different. And so yeah. I'm, it's, it's good to see that like he's adapted and he knows what to change and everything like that. The uh, the over switching thing was interesting to me because he also like that, that that was in tandem with the point that he was making about how he believes that defense should the main defensive priority should be to protect the rim first mm-hmm. and how he wanted to have a strong last line of defense. Um, and when, when you're, when you're, when you're funneling everything to the rim, first of all, that, that means that he has to have some say, not some say, but some influence on roster construction. Um, because that, that is not the type of roster they put together last year that you could funnel everything towards the rim. Um, and, and also when you're, there's a bit of, I don't want to say laziness, but there's, there's a looseness, uh, that, or, or an improvisation that goes along with switching everything. Yeah. And when you're, when you're. When you're not doing that, and when you have you know rules based on who to switch for, and, and when you're funneling things towards the inside, there's more structure and more discipline with your defense. Mm-hmm. Right. And he said the word structure like three mm-hmm. or four times also. And honestly, like my first thought was LeBron. Like yep. that is great because someone needs to tell LeBron what his responsibilities are on defense. Mm-hmm. And every the literally the hierarchy of the roster will align with that. Yeah, and the, the quote he actually said was um, he doesn't want meaningless switches, which I think we saw a lot last year, like when guys would just switch, and then they'd just be lazy even Putting playing Kuzma regular defense. Putting on a smaller guy. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> And it's just great to hear basketball talk, you know, after hearing all this media. No, no, that's it. That was just it. I- I'm curious to see if he tries small ball lineups at all. I feel like he's not the type of guy who wants to try that out. Um. I mean, he said he's adapted, and I think he's going to have to do that in today's league. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing. There's a difference between, like, Luke, this was Luke's first head coaching job, right? So, and he came from a very specific place. So I feel like Luke was sort of figuring things out on the fly and trying a bunch of different stuff. But I feel like Vogel, because he sort of took that sabbatical year Mm -hmm. uh, and learned about the league, he at least has like a basketball philosophy yeah. that he's going to try to stick to, which makes for consistency, right? Like that's at the very least you want to have an identity um, and not just the, the identity of we want to have a top 10 defense at the league, but like an actual basketball philosoph- philosophical identity. Um, so I, I don't, 
you know, I when I honestly, I'll be honest with you, I I thought the same thing. I thought he's not going to play that much small yeah. ball, which which made me think because I'm at this point because of all the media stuff, I firmly believe we're not getting anybody in free agency. <laughs> so I was like, oh yeah, Nick Vucevic to the Lakers, baby. Vogel's going to turn him into Roy Hibbert. Um, but I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm genuinely like I was really excited for Tyron Lou, but I'm still even still excited for Frank Vogel. Like I don't think he's a bad coach. I I would I w- was. Uh, more excited for Tyron Lu, in all honesty, but just the fact that we have coaches who are gonna actually like run things on the court and like what like you said when he brought up the whole like uh, analytics and everything like that, like the fact that we have coaches now that think that way and are gonna bring that type of play on the court, it's gonna be so nice to see. Yeah. Frank Vogel also looks like the dude from Impractical Jokers. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> oh yeah. It's pretty amazing yeah. to me. Uh, one last thing for me, at least on the press conference. Uh, do we make anything of LeBron being there, or is that just I think that's him, business as usual? I think it's him showing support. I, I like I was genuinely like really happy when I saw him there, just because that I feel like that's him showing support for that signing and like being there for the team. Like that's that's honestly was so nice to see. Yeah, I was surprised. None of the I know Josh Hart was there, but the rest of the young core wasn't really there. Um, I remember most of them were there for Luke's presser. Uh, I went back and checked. But, um, yeah, I was kind of surprised. But it was good to see LeBron there show some sort of support. I feel like LeBron being there meant more than the other guys not being there because, like, the other guys, like, they're super young. You know, they might not, like, understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. But nothing LeBron does is by accident, right? No. Nothing. Um, (laughs) In fact, like, I found myself being greedy. I was like... Man, I sure wish Rich Paul was there. That would be a real like show of solidarity. Um, but beggars can't be choosers. They just brought their own chairs out, put it out there. <laughs> yeah. So, so one last thing. I said this is like the eighth time I've said one last thing. Um, one more thing. Also, in 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 listening back to the podcast when we edit them, I say like real quick before every single sentence, and I'm trying to stop that, but I I think I've done that. So one last thing, real quick, just to put a full bow on it. Real quick, um, <laughs> real quick, one last thing. Frank Vogel said something about organizational togetherness, mm-hmm. um, and he talked about how you know it's not just the 15, 17 guys on the roster mm-hmm. uh, in the locker room that need to be together. It, it's to the coaching staff, to the front office, to the ownership, and I thought that was a great thing for him to say. I thought it was beautiful for him to say. I thought it was slightly an indictment, not an indictment. That's a bad word, but, but, a, but a, more of a plea or a, or, you know, a, a directive even to sort of get everyone on the same page. Um, it also kind of lacked umph to me because he was the third choice. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's him. That being said, it was still nice to hear. Yeah. I, it's him saying like, Hey, I know it took a while to, for me to get here and because I was there was multiple people that put in input and you guys went with two others. But from now on, we're all deciding on things together and we're going to be on the same page. Yeah, how I read that was like, he's a guy that's been in successful organizations, right? Like you can say about Orlando, but Indiana was a successful organization. He knows what that looks like. And whatever's been coming out is not that. And so I, I like that he said that. Yeah, I... I Remember when he said, like, I've been here for two weeks and I have, or not, I've been here for two, or did he say I've been here for two weeks? He said something and then he's like, I have not yeah. seen any of this stuff that's in the news. And mm-hmm. that was super nice of him to say and everything, but I feel like he's, do you think he's like in that room right now with them when they're talking oh, about, no. I, I don't think he's in that room just yet. 
Also, what the hell does that mean? It's not like he's gonna walk into like the room with all the Larry O'Brien trophies <laughs> and and Magic and Rob are gonna be yeah. Greco Roman wrestling like on the floor. <laughs> like, yeah, man, you're in a job interview. They're not gonna air out their dirty laundry. <laughs> so I kind of took that with a grain of salt. <laughs> like, but still, I didn't get CC'd in any emails. What are they talking about? <laughs> My back is wound free. You, you know how they came. Back, uh, how that how Plinka came to uh, liking um, Vogel. Vogel mm-hmm. walked into the Vogel walked into Plinka's office the first day and walked in was like, "Hey, where's Magic?" That's <laughs> <laughs> Plinka looked at him and was just like, "I like you. You're good." <laughs> oh man, so you got the job. That's what it is. <laughs> Uh, don't you want to hear about my analytics? <laughs> analytics. <laughs> that doesn't even matter. Uh, yeah. Yo, that's great. <laughs> but you still have to take Jason Kidd on your staff. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, I don't. I don't know where we go from there. That was amazing. I'm clipping that for the promo. <laughs> Oh man. Um seriously. Yeah, I don't I don't that's a great way to end. <laughs> yeah, I it's such a weird thing to have uh have the most the most hope you've you've had all summer long in Vogel's press conference come on the same day that Magic Johnson decides to try and dismantle this house of cards <laughs> spade by spade. But um yeah, I can I mean I I personally I'm just looking forward to that that first Laker film room video of how Frank Vogel's offense fits with the Lakers part one, and then then we're back in business, baby. Then we're back in business. Agreed. All right. So, uh, any last thoughts before we go? Oh, I hope this rest of the week is drama free. Welcome to the team, Frank Vogel. Maybe Danny Granger can be an assistant coach. Anyway, um, <laughs> welcome to the team, Frank Vogel. Um, LeBron wants to stay, so it's all good, you know. And uh, Nick Vucevic and Terrence Ross using up the cap space, baby. Stop. <laughs> you and your love for Terrence Ross. I know. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know. He just has nice dunks. Anyway, I like playing with him on 2K. <laughs> we can't go back down nope, that rabbit nope. hole i don't think they've heard that part yet because that hasn't been released oh, oh my yeah. gosh that's, yeah you're that's right the episode where we had like 50 tangents oh man okay well if nothing else happens this week then you know that'll be a bonus pod for the weekend <laughs> there's like 30 minutes where we talk about cereals oh yeah. yo that was such a great okay no we're gonna y'all are gonna hear that episode that's a great episode <laughs> Is that, um, is that the so, cold milk oatmeal one? Yeah. Too? I, yeah. I, I, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hot cereal, cold okay, cereal. Don't give away too much. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just a taste. Just a taste. You can't, can't get the whole load. Okay. All right. All right. That's where until, we end. <laughs> until next time. This has been the forum. Peace. Peace.